This is Kevin Carr from Fat Guys at the Movies, and you're listening to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Folks, welcome to our midweek episode of the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for downloading. Um, we have Kevin Carr, the Kevin Carr, the man, the myth, the legend behind Fat Guys at the Movies. Kevin, what's up? Oh, not much. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. I didn't realize I was the. I, I just thought I was a Kevin Carr. <laughs> no, you're the Kevin Carr, man. Like you're. Do you know you're if legitimate. You, you, you're you're legit as 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 many illegitimate people <laughs> we've had on on this show. You are legitimately awesome. So well, thank you. But yeah. if, if you Google Kevin Carr, you'll also find there's an Irish fiddler, and there's some there's, some rugby player person or foot like a yeah, there, there's maybe a, a soccer player maybe. I, yeah. I can't remember. Um, and, and and there's like a there's like a there, there's a politician out there, and then there's like a a Jamaican born black comedian oh wow and, and then there's like a guy who codes who actually references my website on his because he says he doesn't know anything about movies huh the the comedian you should have yeah. him on your show i should i guess I, any I, of those I, any of those people would be fine i don't mean to leave the politician <laughs> out you may not want them on your show but the poor politician and footballer are just going to be crying in their beers because you could have a whole a whole show with all of the uh, all all the incarnations of uh, Kevin Carr. I, I've been meaning to talk to the Irish fiddler and try and get some of his his music on my show. I just have never gotten around to it because I'm lazy. He could sponsor your show. You know who sponsored this this episode? Who? Um, <laughs> Silver Shamrock. Really? The greatest uh, toy company ever. <laughs> I mean, with the dead dwarf gag and the rubber chainsaw? You get everybody. Um, you get the whole crew, Silver Shamrock, coming to a uh, Halloween store near you. Um, look for the uh, look for the crazy masks wherever look for they're the sold. the Silver Shamrock. The Silver Shamrock for the trusted name in uh, Halloween Halloween fun. But uh, yeah. so you, I, I reached out to you and said, Kevin. Um, would you like to come on this show? And you agreed. Uh-huh. And we said, what movie? I, I said, what movie would you like to do? And, man, you fired off Halloween 3, <laughs> Season of the Witch, like, like as fast as possible. It was awesome. Well, and all, I was also, I, I was questioning, I, I overthought this, because I'm like, well, wait, does it have to be like a horrible movie you, you dislike? Or can oh, it be no. a horrible movie you love? That's Well, I mean, we did, like I said, I... I think when I first started this, it was going to be, you know, obviously every, you know, Waterworld is going to get on this and mm. someone's going to say, um, well, there's a lot of Nick Cage that can be on here, but there's some that wouldn't be on here, but there's, you know, yeah. things like that. Oh, he's making more every day that can go on. This he just podcast. keeps us going. He just keeps this going. So, um, but inevitably then it's become things that just movies that certain people don't like. But yeah. that are critically acclaimed, and then there are others like this one that aren't aren't good movies, but you hate them so well. They're so bad that you enjoy them. Well, there's yeah, there's a there's a certain thing. You know, I I, I liken it to if you've seen obviously, I'm assuming you have uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Absolutely, and yeah, there there's a scene where Belloc says to 
to Indy. He say he shows him a watch. He says just just a cheap pocket watch bought by a vendor in the streets. It's worthless, he says. But you're buried in the year in the earth for ten thousand years, and it becomes priceless. Yeah. And and sometimes that happens with movies. Uh, and I grew up in the eighties, and so. Halloween three is one of those <laughs> stopwatches that doesn't work at all. <laughs> and it, it, it had to be buried in the sand for 30 years. And then when you unearth it, you're like, there's so much weird eighties charm to this. You know it. Yeah. And, and that's why, <laughs> that's why I love it. It's a, uh, it's quite a, a movie and um, it has a good backstory too. Is what's awesome about it. So, uh-huh. I, but I for, on the midweek here, I, here's what I'd like to talk about. One, yeah. I want you to kind of tell folks about um, what you do. I know you have a sure. a radio show. You have mm-hmm. a podcast that is the radio show, correct? And then yeah. you have um, a website that has all of your content on it. And then maybe tell folks where they can kind of connect with you. Uh, you know, whether it's on the internet or through your website, just kind of pitch yourself, if you will. Sure, sure. I mean, though, the first thing, if you want to get in touch with me, it's just fatguysatthemovies.com. That's the website. And that's pretty much the portal to most of me. Uh, There's also, I'm on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash fatguysatthemovies, or you can go to twitter.com slash Kevin Carr, which is just my name, two R's. Right. And, and and those are the best ways to get in touch with me. And there's email there if you want to. I, I don't normally like to throw out my email. I spent the whole weekend cleaning out literally thousands and thousands of garbage emails so uh, you know yeah twitter and twitter's easy twitter's <laughs> easy um that. it also at times is like this weird uh, black hole twitter is which is really weird but that's a whole yeah. other conversation i'm sure but uh, twitter's gotten strange over the last year or so yeah uh, but but no what i do is it this all started when before I even did did uh, you know the vocal arts, I guess you could say radio uh-huh. or something like that, broadcast. Yeah, I, I was a film reviewer from. I've been doing that for about fifteen years, okay. and just sort of declared myself emperor. Found somebody to put myself on <laughs> uh, on their website, and I started doing movie reviews, and ended up getting in touch with somebody at a obscure radio station, and they put me on the air, and I started to cut little movie reviews. Cool, uh, and, and I archive those on a website that no longer really functions anymore and they're back all kind of put onto fat guys at the movies now uh-huh. so you can find my old movie reviews i don't write as many full reviews anymore just simply because of time i, I just don't have the the time to do that right but in 2007 i started a podcast because i like doing the movie stuff i wanted to do a movie review show that because nobody has that out there and, and i know now after years of doing it why it's so difficult to do uh-huh. But uh, it started as a podcast with me and uh, a guy named Neil Miller, who who was the editor in chief, uh, still is at filmschoolrejects.com. Mm-hmm. And we would do that every week. And uh, he ended up uh, exiting the show because of just he had other duties that he had to take care of. And I had a had guest hosts on, and then I went to a permanent host, and then I was able to uh, work with a, a, a colleague of mine to get myself on the radio. Yeah. And now the, the hour long show, it, 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 it's syndicated on more than 50 stations around right. the country, including right. Guam. And <laughs> so we Guam. have a bit, yeah, Guam. Well, you know, the, the, the props to the American military there. I'm assuming, assuming they're the ones who are listening to it. Cause it's uh you know, it's a station yeah. uh, mainly for the, uh, for military use. That's cool. But it, it is a, um, it's a show that, that, that's, that's, from coast to coast. I mean, we got we got uh, 
uh, California stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Florida stations. You know, it goes all over the place. And, you know, it's kind of turned into a, a legitimate thing, which is kind of <laughs> surprising for me at times. Right. <laughs> Something you something you kind of started as kind of just your fun uh, I say fun kind of a I don't know like a I don't do I say labor of love is that making it calling it too serious but I guess it would be and then well, you kind really, of mor- yeah. you morph it into uh, what it is today so yeah. well people like to say well, how do you do it and I said well I love movies and I love telling people what I think so there you go and you get to do both <laughs> on your show so in in your show and honestly I'll say this I think that. Um, I've known about your show because it's on the local, one of the one of the uh, what local radio stations here in, what, in Springfield, in Missouri. Yeah, we're, yeah, I'm on, I'm on in Springfield. Yeah, yeah, and and so that's where I I had heard it first, and I'd heard it a while ago, and I and I guess I didn't. It's like anything else where you think about it, you put it in the back of your mind, and then a few weeks ago I was like, you know, I'm just gonna see if I can get this guy to come on our podcast, and wow. you were so gracious to come on the well, podcast. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us about other stuff. Um, what um, what are you what are you into that's not movie related? Maybe. Oh, oh no, that's a rabbit hole. Do you want to go down? Well, sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> barring it's legal and you're not <laughs> indicting yourself, and uh, this is becoming public record, you know, in a negative way. But it's going into Senate testimony territory exactly. at this point. <laughs> well, that's a whole other that's a whole other uh, conversation. Uh, but no. anyway, yeah, tell us a little bit about stuff. I'm 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 in my mid forties. I live in Columbus, Ohio, okay. and um, I, I I'm married and I have three boys, cool. uh, ages nine to sixteen. Fun. Well, well, almost nine to sixteen. He's only he's turning literally turning sixteen this week. Oh wow! So we had a whole debacle of having to get a car. Oh. Uh, so then th- and then we're just looking at that 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 truck of insurance rates coming at exactly. us. Exactly. Uh, but but yeah, that's and I I actually was trained to be a science teacher. Uh, wow, I know you're okay. in education. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I never taught a day in my life because of various reasons. There's there, there's there's a lot of uh, issues internally, bureaucratic, uh-huh. and, it's stuff that has that's nonsensical that has nothing to do with the actual education of kids that that had me in there. And I and I um, and I ended up going into textbooks. I started writing textbooks. Okay. I've had this weird path, career path. I did textbooks and then. I was a marketing copywriter for a while. Okay, um, you know, skirted around the big uh, uh, law, a loss of CompuServe uh-huh. and the the complete uh, collapse of UUNet and WorldCom. I was involved. I, I was not involved. I was just working there when that happened. Yeah, um, I just got the blowback. From yeah, exactly. Having to deal with all of it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically what happened. And then I started doing freelance stuff. And I started doing the the building my own path. And it's funny because my son is uh, he's sixteen. He's gonna mm-hmm. like I said he's not gonna be sixteen. And and we've had long conversations about you know what he wants to do because uh-huh. that's what you got to think about when you're sixteen. And I've always found it completely absurd to ask a a seventeen or eighteen year old kid to <laughs> to choose what they want to do for the rest of their lives, right? And be locked in that age. locked into yeah whatever that. Thing you pick when you're 16, 17, 18 years old. But yeah. The re- the realisticness that that would be what you're going to do for the rest of your life is almost, especially now, maybe yeah. maybe back in olden days, back in the textile <laughs> mills of the early 1900s, maybe that would make sense. But now it's like. Yeah, if you're getting a job in 1950s suburbia, that's different. But right. you know, even all the way back into the 60s and 70s, you know, take a gap year, figure out what you want to do. And I told him, I said, you have to work a couple really terrible jobs. You have to learn. 
to know what you don't want to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then, the trial and error of uh, being an adult once you become an adult and then trying to, you know, figure out, well, I do not want to go show up for this every single day for the rest of my life. I want something mm-hmm. more, you know, and then what is that more and what, how can I create that, you know, so. Yeah. It's an interesting question for today's youth. I mean, it really is, especially when there's no real loyalty in many jobs. I mean, it used to be, like I said, you go back to the 50s, you you get a job, and you know you're going to stay there forever. Yep. handshake, and we're, we're on board, yeah. and here we go. And it just doesn't – well, I, I feel like – don't you feel like um, uh, with technology – and I, I know that's, a, that's the uh, – thing everyone says but with technology things have changed so much let's say even in the last 10 years that yeah that that makes that uh idea of one set thing uncertain um mm-hmm. i could even look to my left over here and producer phil and i'm not going to go into his whole detail but he's hey musically trained done a uh been a music um, music leader at a church mm-hmm. um he's worked and then he he decided he wanted to be in technology and just in that field, and it's like he's turned that into this whole thing where now he is basically the tech, one of the tech coordinators at the at a school that he's wor- working at. So it's like, yeah, just by nature of, you know, doing what you want want to do, and you know, the take, number the your number of people set. I yeah the number of people I know today who are grown adults who are not doing what they originally set out to do right when they were eighteen or nineteen right. Uh, is is staggering mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it's it's an interesting choice so so and and, and i'm a and i'm a i'm a poster child for that mm-hmm. you know somebody who who always i always love broadcasting and i always love movies and right. i even there was a stint why I've, I've done the independent filmmaking thing like back in that's cool you know the 2000 to about 2004 or so I, I made an independent film i went to film festivals i was pitching ideas to hollywood executives and stuff like that nothing really ever ever clicked but uh, you know that's and, and that's so accessible. But even then, look at it now. I mean, I was making stuff when people weren't even respecting video. But nowadays, nobody buys film. If you're buying <laughs> film as an independent filmmaker, uh, you're either got money to burn or you're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, it's there's there's a for for like literally like a, 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 a you know two thousand bucks, mm-hmm. which is what it would have cost you to rent a camera, right? Back in the day, for like a, you know two weeks, for two thousand dollars you can get a camera. All the you don't even do tape anymore. You just right. go right to SD card. You can get a camera. You can get a, a computer and an editing software, and you can shoot, direct, master, and edit your entire movie completely for that amount. Right? Maybe even less. Mm-hmm. And when I was when I was even even back in the day, I had to get access to a video camera and I had to get a DV tapes and. Right. Um, and nobody took me seriously because it wasn't on film. So <laughs> it, it, that 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 whole thing's changed now, right? And now, but now it's the it's the same as um, oh, people that uh, make a lot of YouTube videos or things like that. Uh-huh. Now yeah. it's now it's become it is you're able to do those things with technology, and so now that's all saturated. It's like um, I was in a ton of bands, and we would always pay a lot of money to make a cd right oh yeah now oh yeah the amount of money you had to do in in, in, in yeah. recording and now that? we can just make things whenever we want but it's like everyone can do that so now nothing you had to I, like you have to know the ends of the music industry to really get in any get in anywhere or you just have to be so good that mm-hmm. that you know which is you know 
It's just a, well, you got Justin Bieber who 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 started his career on YouTube. Yes, right. You know, and I mean, this this is not me dissing Justin Bieber. I mean, no, this I, is, th- that's a legitimate path at this absolutely, point. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Or, or, but you also have to cut through the noise. Exactly, that's the big thing. And, 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 and this, yeah. Go ahead. And, oh, I was just going to say, and that's the way it is with with broadcast or or, mm-hmm. or, or writing. And yep. And I, I used to do. Uh, I, I I I'm getting back into it now, but I used to write. Science fiction piece. I usually cool. science fiction and horror stories. Oh wow! And I actually had some some things get published back in the nineties, and uh-huh. I was actually getting traction. I have I, I had such traction at some point that I was starting to get, tra- but in nineties publishing was just crumbling like a house of cards. <laughs> so it was I, I have this ability to to enter into an industry right when it's collapsing. So that's a bad <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> but but like. The industry, I was getting in there, and I was at the point where they could actually put my name on the cover. They And, and I have a – I literally have a magazine that has my name on the cover that they misattributed. Uh, uh, the, the, somebody else wrote a story, well, and they uh, somehow had my name on it. Uh-huh. And it made the cover, <laughs> and it's accredited to me on, like, Locus and all these other science fiction That's uh, awesome. Things. But I didn't write it. So, but I'm like, oh my gosh! And then that's the and the moment that I finally dropped out because it had gotten so crazy with the publishing world, uh, and it was before really electronic publishing came on. Right. Uh, and I was like, I was like, just on the prefaces of actually being able to go somewhere, and I, I kind of had to drop out. But uh, but now you know, it's funny is you go back and you can self publish your stuff on on uh, Amazon and right. you know it's the same thing there as it is with YouTube or or podcasting or anything. You just have to do a quality presentation and you got to have a certain long amount of longevity to it, right? And then you can find a niche. And, the qu- and it just and, takes and, and the quality of what of what you're producing. It's like it's got to be good, you know. It's like whatever you're doing, oh, yeah. whatever medium it's in, it's got to be good. So. Absolutely. What uh, well, you're talking about? Um, science fiction. Who are your uh, big influences? Uh, you know, science fiction. Probably so, some. I, I like some of the classics. Obviously, like Isaac Asimov. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, he, he he actually my very first story I published uh, called The Ghost Readers is a loose. Not it was inspired by a, a story he wrote called The Feeling of Power. Cool. Um, and, and the, his story was about people forgetting how to do math and mine was about people who no longer are able to read and uh, uh Clifford D Simak who's a guy from the the, the 50s mm-hmm. who I, I I if I had been around his time I you know he was an old newspaper man who wrote stories and and I thought that I if I I was again felt that I was out of the era uh cuz mm-hmm. if I was around as a contemporary with him it would have been different right uh so there's uh, so those are probably science fiction. I was more influenced by horror, the more at the time contemporary people like Stephen King, uh-huh. uh, Dean Koontz, cool. uh, Clive Barker to a degree. Although to Clive Barker gets really dark and weird, yes, and and, and overly artistic at times <laughs> for me. But uh, you know, other people like uh, um, Robert uh, McKimmon, I think, and F. Paul Wilson. Some of these, the sort of like the the great genre horror writers of the nineties. Cool. Well. Um let me think about um and if you go to my twitter page if you go to my twitter page which is kevin uh twitter.com slash kevin carr uh-huh. there's a link there and you can you can go find I've, I've got a couple books and some, some collections of short stories you can check out there too cool very cool like we said this this week's movie is halloween three season of the witch and here is the awesome trailer You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. 
The barriers would be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, <laughs> You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, <laughs> I guarantee you that. <laughs> trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochrane, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding you. Oh, gosh. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling Season our environment. Love it. Hey! Yeah, Where are seriously. they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask! Can I have a mask? Uh, uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. <laughs> I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. <laughs> You've got to believe me! They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! <laughs> Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, The Night No One Comes Home. That's a weird tagline. No one comes home. You know? It also plays its hand a little early. <laughs> That's the, the whole point of the, the big surprise. <laughs> no one comes home. Well, crud. Well, the reason they the reason they use that tagline is because the original Halloween, the tagline was the night he came home. Oh, and they were trying to play into the Mike, Michael Myers stuff. Yeah, but what's interesting is if you watch this movie, there's a point where they go into a gas station, and mm-hmm. uh, the the whole thing's built around this this broadcast of the Silver Shamrock commercial. Gosh, uh, which I don't know why you're doing a commercial on Halloween night for stuff that you presumably have already bought, but it's. Uh, it's supposed oh, to play. See, remember that one for the main one because holy <laughs> lord, that's true. So oh. they they uh, they play oh. this commercial, um, and and during and it's like following the late late show movie. You know what the movie is? Is Halloween right. by John Carpenter, yeah. and they actually have a clip of the movie. So in this universe, Halloween exists as a movie within this universe. So uh, yeah, it, it it is no in no way connected at all to the other films. Okay, so Kevin, will you will you please come back for the main episode? Absolutely. Okay, well you're gonna have to stay just stay on on the line here until Friday, and <laughs> we will have you back. But just uh, we've got some we got a great song, uh, and here's how it goes: Eight more days till Halloween, Halloween. It's gonna play over and over again. <laughs> so crazy. The first time you know, I heard I, that, oh, it was beautiful. This this song though, I I I, w- I showed I was showing watching it. I watched Halloween three and Halloween and John Carpenter's The Thing and the remake and the yeah. original The Thing each Halloween. And my kids and I were downstairs in the basement watching it. And my wife was coming home, uh, and and she hates this this song. So what I did is I found a YouTube, oh. um, like ten hours of that song, and I put it on my laptop. And cranked it up to full volume, and yes. then locked my laptop 
So it's just sitting there playing with the flashing thing, and she can't turn it off. So when she comes to the house, and that's, cruel. And that's blasting. So that's the kind of guy I am. You're a nice guy, Ladies. man. Sponsored by Silver Shamrock. And he's taken. Gosh. All right, man. Well, hey, we'll see you Friday. And um, let's do this. Thanks, man. The Horrible Movie Podcast is powered by RevolverPodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, thehorrormoviepodcast.com, revolverpodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found. 